0: This is Kay Walton, and you're listening to Me, Myself, and I Radio.
1: Welcome to Me, Myself, and I Radio, a self-discovery podcast. Here are stories of transformation and hope with your host, Anthony Hayes. It's time to be inspired. Let's go. (music) I got to get to a studio, got to track it, I think it's gonna kid yo. It's been so many years and it's been so many years and it's gonna be well worth the pain see when all my people line up to see me 'Cause I got no money, I got no home. Got if you enjoyed that introduction song, that is Love Struck Robot coming through again with the tunes this time with Do It All for the Dream. Head on over to lovestruckrobot.com or download that on iTunes right now. Good morning, good afternoon, HipHipPare, me, myself, and I, Radio Tribe, here with another lovely guest today. Can't wait to get into this. My co-pilot on today's self-discovery journey has quite literally discovered herself by discovering the world. Today, uh, Kay is a podcaster. She's also a member of the Podcast Discovery Center, the private Facebook group that me and Scott run, as you guys all know. And her show, Loco Gringo Mexico podcast, teaches the world about a rich culture in Riviera Maya, talking to locals and sharing the hidden gems that can be uncovered. So think of it as an audio guide, if you will. In order to explore K's Me, Myself, and I elements, guys, her self-discovery journey of the past, present, and future, she's going to tell us not only about her exciting explorations, but also some difficulties she's faced along the way. Cable, oh, on. thank you. Let's get well, myself and I, shall we?
0: Wow. Well, thanks for that introduction. Wow. I I got goosebumps on that. <laughs> wow. I'm 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 almost I'm almost got um I'm almost a little speechless here. I'm just like wow. I'm a little nervous.
1: No, no, no. Don't be. It's it's totally <laughs> awesome. Um, Great. Wow. I. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because when you you get to know somebody as much as you think you know them, there's you're you're only touching on the surface. So we kind of set this whole thing up. I was like, Oh, cool. You know, yeah, Kay from the group and it's going to be cool. And I've heard her on other interviews and, and I've listened to her show and stuff, but then you, you really start getting into it, right? You get into the background, you get into the the cave diving and all these, I mean, just, wow. Just to all these things to get to today. I mean, it must, you must be such a, a much stronger woman from overcoming these obstacles and, Exploring these things and stuff. Uh, walk, walk me through how you got to today.
0: Um, well, you know, it's really interesting because for me, to sit and you know, my years as um, an underwater cave explorer, moving to Mexico. Um, to me, none of it seems overly amazing. It's just what I do. You know, I, I find what's really kind of mind-bending for me is that when I was in school back in college days, you know, I failed out of computer engineering and went into marketing and, um, and then suddenly I'm CEO of, um, one of the first online reservation services. And I, t- I, ha- I taught myself how to program and everything. And so, you know, here I am running an internet business and I failed out of computer engineering, but I guess I wasn't real savvy. That was the days of punch cards and the big IBM computers in a room, in an air conditioned room. So that kind of gives everybody an idea of my age. um, <laughs> my life before Mexico was interesting and I was re- leading this, the typical standard path that most people lead, um, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to be in the corporate world. I was in advertising back in the eighties and worked for some really big firms and some of the smaller places. But when it was, when I started my passion with diving that doors be, I guess the door of life began to open for me and yeah. to get then and, and to really kind of give up this You know, the image of what my my family and what society wanted was to say, Okay, you go to this job and suddenly now I go, No, I'm packing up, I'm leaving for Mexico because I've learned how to scuba dive and cave dive and um, I'm headed south of the border. I love that. I love
1: that just just breaking the mold, you know, not worrying about other people's expectation and just living up to your own, following your passion. I mean, that's it's so much of what we talk about here on the show with um, you know everything from writing to careers to mindset and it sounds like you've encompassed all that in your in your period of time so that's totally awesome you said you got a marketing background you climbed mount kilimanjaro
0: yeah i did it, you know um I, it and it was kind of just it kind of just happened um about 2010 a girlfriend of mine from from mexico she said hey you want to go to tanzania with me to do dog and donkey clinics across tanzania Without hesitation, we went sure, um, and what that meant was, <laughs> what that meant was that we were going to go out in the bush and talk to these villages um, about treating their donkeys, which are equivalent to the, a John Deere tractor, take care of their donkeys better, right. and to vaccinate dogs for rabies and everything. Kilimanjaro was is you know there in Tanzania, and I said, you know what, I'm going to climb this mountain. I don't want to do it unless I can t- do something beneficial with that effort, and what I did was use the climb to promote raising money to establish a sewing school in Kahama, Tanzania. But we raised enough money. We have two classrooms and everything. And now it's become a, the, the schools become part of the community and other NGOs, NGOs come in also. there to come and do programs there. So it was really cool. Now I didn't hit the summit. I will say it, killy but it was a huge, it was funny because as we talk about, you know, me, myself, and I, it was a huge discovery because here I am, you know, this big macho, mas macha, um, cave, expo- <laughs> cave explorer, you know, I, I, I you know, Mexico's a very, was when I moved there a very macho um, country. And I was in technical diving, which at the time, there were very few women in it. And so and I was one of two in Mexico in our area of Mexico. So I was used to being, you know real macho myself hanging out with all the guys thinking yeah popping coronas exactly you know and and so (laughs) so here i am now in in climbing kilimanjaro and i'm thinking oh i'm going to show them so you know the first day off i'm like first in the lead the altitude really got to me and i didn't realize it so Slowly, I wound up being at the end of the 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 group, and as we got closer and closer to the summit i am into the point- I got up to almost eighteen thousand feet. But what I found is I realized how much ego threat there was, and I had to i I really had to take time to look at that ego threat because it was my ego going, "I can do this," and I couldn't do it as well as I thought because I had these expectations and I had to really it was a very humbling experience and Ultimately, I had to take that experience when I had to finally turn around because the altitude sickness had gotten me um, enough is I had to make a decision whether I was going to jeopardize the whole team by trying to push myself to the summit and potentially creating a medical emergency or saying, okay, I've got to go down now. You guys go on, and you know, one of the Sherpas took me down. So that was a huge – it was a huge learning lesson for me um, aside from the fact really beautiful climb, and it was a great group that I was out with. Um, uh, yeah, I bet. But to have to have that reality of looking, looking at my ego and really humbling myself to the point of where, you know, I'm just another I'm just this person. I have no person. I have no there. There's not I was just a being at that point. I wasn't, yes. you know, Kay Walton that's or, great, you that's know,
1: perfect word. Yes, you just and, were, and
0: it, and it was nice. Yeah, I just was, and at times I, like I was that. a crying mess. <laughs> um, so that okay. was, but that was a great experience. Sorry, I get off because you know I have such romantic feelings about that. And it was
1: such an incredible experience. No, that's great. I mean, I could totally hear it in your voice. So you'd say like mentally you're prepared, and and your mindset was right to make this this climb, but just the physical overcame. Is that what you're saying, basically?
0: Yeah, I had to accept my limitations, and you know, realize that you know the mind is willing, but the body, the body just was like, "Hey, we've hit the wall here, girl," you know, girlfriend. We got to turn around and go back down, and it, it was just, it was really hard for me as I am at uh, you know, almost eighteen thousand feet, crying in bitter cold going i don't want to go down because my spirit really wanted to see the summit i wanted to see the sunrise on top of Kili, and but i had to admit limitations and i think that it's a very big illustration um, of our day to day mountains that we all climb is that we all have to we all have to face our limitations you don't have to go to a mountain to kind of see some stuff but you just step back um if you can put ego aside and some of the other things that we have from society and family but is to look and say, you know, sometimes we do have limitations. We may have great aspirations, but there are some limitations or some things that we might have to work on in order to hit our goal. Ooh, totally stealing that for the blog. I'm quoting that. <laughs> awesome. Yes.
1: kay hit it out of the park. Interview over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you no, know, I could totally relate with that because I turned 32 I'm telling everybody my age. I turned 32 in June and I'm in a very physical job. So I'm working alongside of 20-somethings and I can go just as fast if not faster than them. But at the end of the day when I get home, boy, let me tell you do I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. So I can totally and but I want to keep going. I want to do more. You know, I, I come home, I ha- I take care of the baby and then i'll jump on i'll write a blog post or i'll edit some podcasts and i want to keep going but at some point just my body gives out even though my mind still
0: wants to do well i think that and and now in in a, in a in an age when mindfulness has become so important is that um we have to listen to our bodies you know, I, I mean, I had the alarm set at four thirty this morning, I was going to go to the gym, but, but I knew I was tired and I had to go, okay, can I just push my, push myself through this? Or do I need that extra, or does my body need something else? In this case, it was a little more sleep. And I think yeah. nowadays, um, which you don't, when you're in your twenties, you don't think about mindfulness. You just go, 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 do, do, do. But as yeah. we age, um, And I think it also comes with wisdom is to go, wait a minute, you know what? My body needs this. And so sometimes I think we have to stop listening to our minds and listen to our bodies.
1: Yeah. I'm getting to that point right now where it's kind of like, I feel like, well, I've already proved myself and what I'm capable of, even though I'm still proving myself every day. But I also have to take a step back and say, it'll get done, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm working on, it just might take a little longer. But as long as I get it done and make steps in that forward momentum, everything is gonna be all right. So I have to I have to constantly talk myself off the ledge because I'm just uh, I'm very stubborn when it comes to that. So I can no, relate.
0: I understand. I I sometimes have to step back and go, okay, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right. Because I just want it, I just want it all done. I just want to do do and get it all complete and everything and 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 hit grab that brass ring and sometimes go no little steps, baby steps. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. All right. Well, that that, that, was, that was totally cool and refreshing to hear. Uh, at least I know I'm not alone in the world with uh, my constant wanting to overachieve. So thank you for putting my mind at <laughs> these. <laughs> so with everything that, that's going on at localgringo.com and the podcast, do you have a team that does it with you? How do you um, how do you manage this, this mega, um, resource that, that has come to be? Cause the, I mean, I looked at the website, it's like, I want to go there. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh, good. No. Um, you know, it's been, it, it's really been interesting because it started off, it was a one woman show and we've had bigger teams and smaller teams. And right now we have a team of, of six or seven. Um, and I say six or seven, cause I have some part-time people, but the, the thing that Loco Gringo has done, and it's really taken on an incredible life of its own. I just thought it was going to make an extra, you know, $10,000 a year back at back in 96 when we started, and I would just be able to pay the rent because it was only making $400 a month um, diving. But um, the thing that with Loco Gringo is that we took to podcasting is an extension. Loco Gringo has a reservation service, and we help custom plan vacations and everything, is our our mainstay, but what we do is we always want to set the bar higher. So, you know, we were the first with, you know, forums and webcams, and we were blogging before there was a term called blogging. Um, right, right, And one of one of the things that inspired me to start our podcast was one, nobody was doing it. So of course it's another form of exploration. Let's explore this. What is, you know, what will podcasting do for our brand? What will it do for our customers? And one of the things I've seen now, keep in mind when I moved to Mexico in 92 in the Riviera Maya, um, it was just a a rural road. There are lots of, lots of beaches, not a lot of people and everything, not a lot. And there Streets you know rolled up at nine o'clock ten o'clock at night. There wasn't a lot of excitement, but as mm-hmm. the years have gone on and we've had development now um there's a lot of big corporations in there. The one thing that's made our area very special is the people that make up the fabric of the area, the people, the culture, the environment. I took yeah. podcasting to help bring a real factor because you really you know. You want to hear what the locals do? You want to know where I'm going to go and eat my tacos or oh, where to, or where I'm going to chill out when I'm all, you know when I've got my Sunday afternoon off. Yeah. And so I've took to hear people's journeys and that is one of the most beautiful things. Some people I've known for 20 years and it has given cool, me cool. as as an as an interviewer it has given me a wonderful opportunity to dive deeper with people. Yeah.
1: I love that. I mean, whenever I go somewhere on vacation, one of the first things I ask, uh, you know, if I'm staying at a hotel, is I'll ask somebody that works there, one of the guys or whatever, where is the best restaurant? I was like, not Fridays, not any of these other chains for the tourist. I was like, where do you go eat dinner? And I exactly. always get, I always get the information like that. And uh, when I when I go somewhere, I want to jump in a cab. I want to kind of go off the beaten path a little bit so like if i take a cruise ship for instance into mexico i don't stay in the main strip i jump in a cab i'll tell you a little story here we told the cab driver to bring us to uh, a bar we wanted to hang out with you know some of the people that were on the cruise the girls so all he heard the cab driver keep in mind we spoke very little spanish was girls and bar so here we are mm -hmm. 15 minutes later we show up in this bar it's called the Verde room. It was kind of smoky, not really well lit. Me and my cousin look at each other and we're like, something seems off about this. Wasn't too many people there. So we said, oh, let's just grab a beer and then we'll go somewhere else. So we sit down, we grab a beer and not even before we got our beer served to us, about nine women are standing around our bar stools, talking to us, putting their <laughs> hands on our shoulders and we looked at each other and we're like, I think we're in the wrong place. <laughs> and it was like, I, I don't, I mean, don't I still to this day don't even know what that place was, but it was not for us. Uh, so we just, uh, you know, drank our beers and got out of there. But that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I will I, never I, forget that.
0: No, I mean, and that's one, of, you know what, but that's a story like that. That That's one of those great stories um, that people have in their mind that they they can see happening in Mexico, and it's one of those things that make up some of the color of our area. Great story.
1: Yeah, it was, it was totally cool. So, you know, you were you were there when it started. You were there for the evolution, and you're just you. All you really your your passion is to really just keep the the culture and the the really genuine, authentic stuff about Mexico alive. And that, that's that's totally awesome and refreshing to hear.
0: You don't have to be go to Kilimanjaro or be a cave diver to be an explorer and for some people stepping foot outside of your hotel room maybe in some people just going to Mexico going to another country is exploration and so it's exploration of it exploration is what you what it is to you everybody has their definition of it so you don't have to do a like these big things yeah little things seem, seem
1: huge to somebody else right
0: When I started Loco Gringo back in ninety six, was the fact to inspire people to to step beyond their boundaries a little bit and push themselves and explore and discover on their own, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, it's totally wicked. I love it. Everything sounds like it's been very fun, exciting. Now, let's get let's get heavy for a second. Where at some point did you get tripped up? What was an obstacle that you ever faced
0: that you that you faced? To become the K we know today, I remember calling my home collect on a payphone um, in my suit with a beer, and said, "Mom, Coca Cola pays to hear what I have to say, and nobody here cares what I have to say." I ate lunch alone in the employee cafeteria a lot because you know I was I was the only Gringa, the only foreigner there, mm. and. And so that was hard coming not only I was facing the cultural issues of being a foreigner, I was also facing the fact that women were second class citizens and I learned in time how to work it and how I could have influence standing behind the man a man um and paying- att- and paying attention it wasn't to t- it wasn't that I was taking a subservient role it was kind of seeing how can I work the system gotcha
1: so you you became uh- kind of did you become reclusive at that time? Were you kind of really in your own head? Were you um I, down? Was it just I, a dark time I, for you then?
0: It wasn't it wasn't entirely a dark time. Um it was a struggle for sure and there were some lessons there. I think, you know, one one of the darker times and I, I think this goes and this is really um something I experienced as an entrepreneur was that I I I gave up my identity. I, I My identity became the company. Mm. And, you know, I wanted to be all things to all people. And In my mind, I just said, okay, I'm going to be this disco ball. And I would reflect back what people wanted to see. You know, the, the, you know people wanted to see me as a successful entrepreneur. People thought, you know, I was this expat who just lived life on the beach with her toes in the sand and a margarita in her hand. And I was trying to be all these things to all these people, and it was exhausting. I had battled you know depression runs in my family, so I had bouts over the years of depression, and I have been on and off antidepressants, and I found that at this time I was off antidepressants I said i'm not going to do this and with my exhaustion um and loss of identity internally, my loss of identity um I didn't know how to ask for help. And I really was in a, I really was in a dark place. And when you live in the land of happy hour, it's really easy to self-medicate over a margarita. I saw, as I was struggling with this, it it had a ripple effect. It affected because I was, I was down or I just didn't have my, my energetic self um, going and be the, you know, be the big cheerleader and keep pushing and driving the business. um, It had a ripple effect. It affected the business. I finally went back on antidepressants and said, okay, and got back on, got back on the horse again. And then what I found was that there were people who I love who said, you don't need those. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you don't, you don't need to take, you don't need to take anything. Come on. You know, you don't want any chemicals in your body, blah, blah, blah. And what I found is that I, I I said, okay, great. I, you know, I can, I can whip this. I can do this. I don't need, I don't need anybody's help or I don't need this medication. And I went off the medication again, but I started going down this vortex. The thing that really woke me up is I was, I was in the United States and I had gone for like a, a women's wellness test and everything. And they had, they were, they were curious, they were interested in some possible lumps in my breast, And of course, you know, everybody, you know, jump and go, Oh, breast cancer. And so I was going through these tests. And what I found is I was sitting in a Starbucks parking lot crying was that I was hoping that I was going to be sick because it gave me the opportunity to rest. I had my excuse then to rest, which is what I needed interesting and i thought this is an absolutely screwed up way of thinking what is going this is just a mess with you you want to be sick so you have an excuse to take it easy not only take it easy on myself but to back away from work a little bit um yeah the mind plays tricks on you it plays dirty tricks on you sometimes I i totally get it so with that i said you know what i have to I have to stop this, and i and went back um i've gone you know I've been in therapy, which is i I think has been a fabulous thing um to do, and it's not because I'm crazy, it's just helps me sort out some of the bullshit um oh yeah, no, that, absolutely you know these beliefs and that things that I've been toting life. around, yeah um and so went back you know got back on antidepressants. And just rocking the world again, and i've had uh, I've recently just had a friend of mine really pissed me off who said, "You know what, people don't need that and I said, "Don't ever say that to me again, and don't you ever judge people on what they need if they need yeah. to if they need something, you wouldn't yell at somebody for taking diabetes medicine or heart medicine or anything like that. so if this is what I need, this is what I need if this is you know whatever it is people need." That's what they need, and exactly. it is wrong. It is wrong for any of us to put a judgment on that and say, "Oh, well, just dust yourself off, pull yourself up by your bootstraps." And true, there are times when yes, you do have to do that. I'm not. I'm not saying be. You know, there's there's some times that you do need to dust yourself off. Um, but there are some. T- there, are t- there are moments and there are situations in life where you know what you need a little help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I tried it both ways. And I found that a combination sounds like you is, is the best thing for me. You know, I, um I wonder if along the way that, you know, because uh, tribe, if you're listening, K just like blasted through a lifetime of wisdom, a lifetime of obstacles and victories in a matter of like 30 minutes. So I hope, and I know you guys are soaking <laughs> this in, you know, we got in our time machine and we did the past, present, future, K. So to bring everything full circle, there's gotta be some resources or books or something that helped you along with your journey in some way that might, the listeners might kind of also um, resonate with. What would you say that that would be?
0: Oh, you know what? Um, codependency and, um, I've gone to twelve step programs for codependency, and if anything, if you can't afford to go to therapy, go to a twelve step class. Even you don't have to be an alcoholic or an addict, but if you go to a twelve step, um, you help dump some of your day into a room with non-judgmental people. So I definitely cool, say, cool. you know, um, any of the twelve step programs, um, whether it's you know one of the a- the anonymous programs or there's even some that are Christian-based, if people kind of go towards that, that I would definitely recommend. Um, Books, you know, one of my most favorite authors is Brene Brown. And she has several books out there called, uh, one is The Gifts of Imperfection and Daring Greatly, two of my most favorite books. Those are awesome resources. I'm going to put those links in
1: the blog and on the show notes and stuff so people can go check that out too. So you know, at the end of every show, we kind of like to reflect back on our times of of chaos and when we really were just getting started in life, and that's right around the time where you are twenty one, was where you know you'd say we become an adult officially, if you will. So, if you are looking back on your life, Kate, what would you tell your twenty one year old self?
0: If I was talking to myself, is that is to is to dream big, um, but not not hang on to those dreams that you're just locked into them because I mean, you know, my dreams at 21 and my dreams at 31 and 41 have, are, have all changed. Um, but to, but to dream big and to work towards them and to really visualize what you want and to not be so, um, have such a tight grasp on them that you're missing other opportunities. So you want to be working towards one, but you also kind of want to keep looking around because you may find something at 21 years old, you may find something that's out there that you didn't even realize exists. Um So, you know,
1: Gotcha. So dream big and be able to adapt on that journey as well. That's awesome. Oh so, yeah.
0: That's what I wanted to say. You made it sound so much more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: about that. <laughs> but um, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Kay, today has been a total blast. I uh, know people are going to want to come on vacation after hearing about all the awesome places that they can check out in Mexico and no better place to do it than your resource. So where can everybody find you and uh, learn everything about Kay Walton and Loco Gringo?
0: Okay, well, um, com is my website. And Loco Gringo Mexico is our podcast. We're on iTunes um, and... Stitcher and everything, all, the, all those great resources. You can always email me, askk at locogringo.com. Also, you can Facebook me. Lots of people stalk me there, which is more than welcome to. I'm on LinkedIn. So just you know, reach out anytime and I'm more than happy to uh, connect with people.
1: Awesome. That's so great. Kay, thanks for coming on the show today. And we just want to encourage everybody out there listening that control the controllable as for the rest, keep on flowing. And just be.
0: You've been listening to Me, Myself, and I Radio with your host Anthony Hayes. Tune in next time. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'm even sick